We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. Once again, it is a Saturday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Dawson, the gentleman you see next to me in the Michigan hat celebrating last night's big win for the Wolverines is the one and only Jeff Goodman. Jeffrey, how you doing, sir? You know, I feel like the hats have been all over the place over the last week. You know, the Alabama hat did me well for a while. And then I don't even know what happened. I just had a bad night. It wasn't Alabama's fault. I mean, Nate Oates has been, I mean, they've been rolling tide here. So I probably should put it back on, but I had that one. And I think it was Saturday. Like, I listen, Saturdays have not been great to me the last couple of weeks. It's overwhelming. That's my problem with Saturdays. There's too much on the slate. I, I mean, I've got, again, about 25 games written down. Like, I got to figure out a way to kind of cut this down, stay focused. I, I obviously have ADD. We know that uh, just by my, my picks all over the place and the amount of picks. So I'm going to try to try to – I just don't think I can cut it down. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I have, I have um, eight eight games that I I went through and I picked out and I looked at everything and yep. picked out the teams that I think I have a good feel for. So that's what that's why my goal is to keep it to about seven or eight per. Uh, you do better than me on Saturdays. Honestly, I'd roll with you more than I roll with me on Saturdays. Yeah. So um, let's let's just dive right into it. I mean, we got nothing to talk about from last night. Nope. Nothing. So nothing. Um, all right. The the game that I like the most is probably getting back on the Auburn bandwagon. They are getting really? two points on the road at South Carolina. I just it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I I do not understand why this Auburn team with Sharif Cooper uh, is getting getting points at South Carolina. Uh, it just I don't yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, please I, please I explain it to me if There's you no if you Powell. understand. Powell's still out with that concussion and. I don't even know when he's going to be back. Like, he may not be back next game. It may be a little while longer. I feel like with Powell, Auburn again, to me, if you just wipe the slate clean and they have Cooper and Powell back, you're like, okay, they might be as good as any team not named Alabama right now in the SEC. Now, they don't have Powell, and he's a huge part of what they do or could do. And I would love to see him play with Sharif Cooper. Like, how good are they going to be together? Yeah, so the big problem is what happens with, with Auburn and what happened against Arkansas in the second half is that Eric Musselman 
just double team Sharif Cooper took the ball out of his hands. And there's not a there's there's no, it's not just that he's tired, it's that there's no other playmakers on the roster. Well, so as soon as you double team him, but he's got to do so much. The problem yeah. is at the end of the game, he's got to do so much. But that's not that's not what happened against Arkansas. What happened against Arkansas was they took the ball out of his hands, they forced Auburn to play four on three for the entire second half, and Auburn didn't have another playmaker, didn't have anyone else that could go make something happen. Didn't help that Alan Flanagan was in all kinds of foul trouble. Um, and, I mean, that we just saw basically what Auburn was before Sharif Cooper showed up because they took the ball out of his hands. Uh, I would expect that South Carolina would try to do the same thing. Uh, I would also expect that Bruce Pearl would have spent the last three days trying to figure out a way to get his team to be able to play if the ball's not in Sharif Cooper's hands. So um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be on the Auburn money line here. It's plus 104. Uh, I, I just I got to get back on the bandwagon. I got to do it. All right. What's, your, and, what's and, your favorite bet of the day? I I think it's Oregon State. I think it's Oregon State. I mean, Oregon, if you had told me right now, and, and Oregon State's not good, but they, they're, they're coming off. They beat Arizona State last week. So they've got a little momentum here. And Oregon, if you had told me that today – Oregon, at the beginning of the season, they'd be without Chris Duarte, L.J. Figueroa, Will Richardson, and Nefali Dante. You'd be like, like, who are they going to play with? Like, who do they have left? Well, they have eight scholarship guys. They haven't played in a couple weeks due to a pause. And, again, it's at least a, a, a rival, right? Like, so Oregon State's not that good, but this is a rivalry in-state game in which Oregon State waits for this one all year long because they're sick and tired of hearing about Oregon and how good they've been over the last few years. So I, I like Oregon State plus 10 against Oregon here. That, that's my well, favorite. I got it. It's it's plus eight and a half now. I still like that logic. I still think that that's the side that you want to be on. And I will say this, Oregon State did just beat USC, what was it, like a week ago, maybe last weekend. Yeah. So. That's definitely something that is uh, yeah. worth keeping in mind in this situation. All right, so we uh, we should probably talk about some of the biggest games of the day now before we kind of um, yes. get into to some of the other stuff. So uh, I think probably the best game is, what do you think, Baylor-Oklahoma State? Is that what you're most excited about? It is. I mean, I tweeted that last night just because you get maybe the, you know, the, the second best team in the country, the best team in the Big 12 against the best player in the country or the number one pick, the, the the front runner for the number one pick. And I'll have something on that next week uh, in my column um, uh, about Kate Cunningham and whether NBA guys would take him number one or Jalen Suggs or Evan Mobley. We've talked a little bit about that uh, here in the last week. But, yeah, I, I just feel like, honestly, uh, for me, this this is a, an, an exciting game where, again, you get to see Cade against an elite defense. That That's really what I want to watch. Like, I think Baylor's going to win this game, even in Stillwater, but I want to see Cade and how he handles Davion Mitchell and, and, and Baylor's elite. I mean, they have the best defense in the country. Yeah, I think that we're going to see more of Mark Vital on him. Um, just because of the way that that Oklahoma State likes to line up, that they they kind of play K to the four, and since he's so big, like, look, I love Davion as an all on ball defender. Um, I do think that he is. I mean, he's six two, K to six eight, and we know that that kind of uh, strength is is one of the biggest. Um, advantages that Kate is going to have in matchups like that. So I would expect to see a lot of Mark Vital on him, and you know what, Mark Vital just as good on the ball as Davion Mitchell. Like he's a monster. So it's ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, I, I really, 
I think this is a great test to kind of see uh, just how good Cade is. Um, I also think that this is a great spot to be on uh, to be on Baylor, um, even though it is at Oklahoma State, and even though Oklahoma State has had some ex- success at home, uh, I do really like Baylor in this spot. That's it's probably like one of my top three or four um, bets of the day. So uh, the next most interesting game that that I have on my list is uh, Duke at Louisville, and again, this is a spot where um, we have been fading Duke all season long. Yes, it's we been have. very profitable to fade Duke all season long. Yep. And let me just make sure that I have the, the right line up right now, but I believe that it is Louisville getting three, three points three. at home. Given three, yeah. Yeah, so I I kind of like Louisville in this spot. I don't know about yeah. you. You know, here's the thing. I, I do too. Jalen Johnson was so good in that last game, though. It, it kind of worries me. Um, you know, like Louisville's not overly deep. Samuel Williamson hasn't been great. I, I feel like, you know, the one advantage that Louisville has here is obviously they've got uh, veteran guards mm-hmm. as opposed to Duke's young uh, developing guards, right? And that's a big advantage. Duke's defense is, is abysmal. It's abysmal. I'm going to write something on it this week. It's got to be the worst defense in case, like, like 25 years. It has to be. Their numbers are atrocious. Like, off the charts bad and everything like they can't they can't defend the three they can't defend around the rim um they don't rebound at a high level they don't create turnovers they don't do anything defensively other than what give up points that's all they do they stink defensively so yeah if if i'm going on anybody here i'm going on louisville i mean i i I agree with you i don't think duke's very good you know you just think about it though and you're like duke at five and five like that's what happens here if they lose. They're five and five now. Again, who thought Kentucky would be four and nine uh, going into today's game? Nobody. It would just be remarkable to me if 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 Duke's five hundred and Kentucky's like five games under five hundred at the end of today. Yeah, um, it would be. <laughs> a, what a weird season it is. But I I love Louisville in the spot as well for all the reasons you just mentioned. Um, I, I'm going to ride with. The home team yeah. with the better guards, uh, and the one thing I will say about they have um, some fans too. Remember, Louisville's got yeah. some fans. Yeah. And uh, I, I will say this about Louisville's front court is that they do have some guys that are kind of like built in a way that can can kind of handle Jalen Johnson a little bit. Like they have some kind of strong six foot eight, six foot seven like guys that can guard on the perimeter a little bit. Like I, Jalen I don't, Johnson's going to have another big game. You and I yeah, he's going he's to have another big game, but I think the big question is like, okay, can you can you keep him from getting thirty and fifteen? If he gets, if we're talking about like twenty and twelve, like okay, yep. you kind of you kind of check that box and say he can get those numbers. Same thing with Matthew Hurt. If you can kind of keep him in like that that twelve to fifteen point range where he's not going off, um, that's the key. That honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's the key, Rob. Like making sure Hurt and Jalen don't both go off. Like yeah. You give Jalen his his game last game. You're still going to win if you hold Matthew Hurt to like whatever he got four or five points in an off game. Can those guys play well together? We haven't really seen that yet. Yep. All right. So um, there are two other games in the ACC that I do want to discuss because I do like them. Uh, both of the Virginia teams. Um, I like the Virginia Tech money line against Syracuse, and I like Virginia Tech laying eight and a half. 
against Georgia Tech at home. Um, and the logic for both of those is, is kind of the same for me. Uh, Syracuse plays a zone. Um, they allow a lot of threes. Virginia Tech is a team that kind of schemes their entire offense around making threes. Uh, and they, a lot of them are tough threes. So I, I do I do like the Virginia Tech um, being able to go into the Carrier Dome and win. They went, won in the Carrier Dome last season. Uh, and then the logic for Virginia is kind of the same thing, right? They're shooting 27 for 51 from three the last two games. Georgia Tech plays that kind of like junky zone. I don't even know if it's like, it's kind of like a 1-1-3 kind of – like it's just a weird – a weird zone defense that they play. And I just, I fully expect Tony Bennett and those guys to be able to break it down. Um, Georgia tech, you'll be selling, selling high on them after the win that they just got over Clemson, who uh, we know is, is maybe not as good as we necessarily thought that they were. Um, so I do, I do kind of like, I don't love Virginia. that. Listen, I don't, I don't love the, your, your, your philosophy on this Virginia Georgia tech game. I, I don't. Cause I just don't think again, Virginia doesn't score a high enough clip. Uh, Georgia tech's an older team. Uh, they've now got some confidence. They've actually been really good after the first couple weeks of the season. And oh, I, I I know that I know that they have, uh, and I'm I'm kind of taking that into account too. But it's yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. I just don't. I'd stay I, away more. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go Virginia. I'd be more apt to go Virginia, uh, Georgia Tech, to be honest, in a low scoring game in a grinder type game, which is probably what it ends up being a 65, you know, 61 or even a 65 58 game. That I think Georgia Tech covers in that one. I will say this: uh, Virginia in their last five games, um, this might be the best team that they've played during that stretch. Yeah, but uh, they've also won all five of their games since the the Gonzaga loss by at least nine points. Okay. Um, also in the ACC, I should probably just touch on this as well as Florida State laying six and a half against Clemson. Actually, yeah. I think that line's come down to six now. Yeah, um, I just I, I'm. You like Florida I'm, State, right? I'm all I'm all in on Florida State at this point. Yeah. Um, I am too. I, I, and you know, listen, Clemson was really good out of the gates, and and I think part of the reason for it was again you had their whole team returning, right? Like I talked to Brad Burnell, and he said, you know, their their World University Games appearance two years ago helped them um, because Nick Honor played then, so they already had kind of defined roles. So those are the teams that generally come out of the gates really strong, and then end up people catch mm-hmm. up to them. And I think that's what's happened here. And Florida State is a team that generally, think about it, they lost two lottery picks. So they're going to come out of the gates slower than everybody else, and they have so much ground to make up. So I think it's like two teams going in completely opposite directions. So I'm with you. I would take Florida State. Uh, and lay uh, the, the, last thing, the last thing I just want to say about that is, like, what Florida State makes you do to beat them I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum, is that yeah. they switch everything. They take you out of what you want to run, and you can't really scheme anything offensively to yeah. be able to do it. You kind of have to go beat them one-on-one, right? And I just don't think that um, that that Clemson necessarily has the bodies to be able to do that, right? Like, the, their whole offense is kind of like, all right, well, we got Amir Sims, and he creates all these matchup problems, so let's kind of yeah. get him in the high post and let him work and, and, and build around that. Uh, and I just I don't think that that works against Florida State. I, I I just with their defense. I know that this is not like they're not as good on that end yep. as they've been in the past, but it's still like all the switching stuff. I just I, I I really like Florida State in this spot. You know which game I like? One of the better games of the day. Here, here are two I like. I like Providence getting eleven against Villanova. That's a yeah, lot cool. of points against a Villanova team that, that still came off that twenty-seven day layoff. They fought and they beat Seton Hall at home. You can make an argument that, honestly, Providence and Seton Hall 
aren't that aren't that much different in terms of like quality overall. In fact, I think you know David Duke is is a stud. Uh, Watson played really well in their last game. Like Providence has enough to to stick within eleven points. So I I really like that one, and I like Minnesota at home against Maryland. I, I just like Minnesota at home to me. I just think it's up here and, and they just blow teams out at home. And we talked about this. They have the, the their 13th in the country in disparity league play home and road um, over the last seven years. And mm-hmm. to me, again, I, I just, I, I like this one. I, I think, again, I, I think Minnesota is really talented anyway, and they just can't get out of their own way on the road overall but at home they're a completely different team and Maryland to me I still don't really trust Maryland I'm 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 with you um I love I love the Providence call uh that's that's one of the games that I've written down today um I don't love um Minnesota Maryland as much just because of the ability that that Maryland has to kind of like switch everything um it does worry me a little bit but if I'm I'm never going to be on Maryland in that spot yeah. so uh, Minnesota's probably the play there. I just I don't like it as much as some of the um, other plays that I have uh, written down. There's there's three more that I'm really really interested in, and then we can kind of get into some of like the the bigger games of the day that we haven't talked about yet. The first one is UCLA Lane Five. Um, I there's we don't have an official word yet on Zaire Williams, but if Zaire Williams um, does not play, which is kind of what I am expecting in this spot. Uh, it's it's something where, you know, Sanford is losing one of their best players. They already have a whole bunch of injuries and a whole bunch of guys that are going to be missing out because they're banged up. Um, they've been living uh, out of a hotel. Like, they're not on campus. They're not playing in their home arena. It's just like everything kind of involved in that program is very uh, – it, it, like it's just stressful, man. Like, they're, they're, not, they're not home. They're not in their dorms. They're not around friends right. and family. So, it's, it's – I really like UCLA um, laying five in that spot. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I don't expect Zaire Williams to play. I haven't gotten an official word yet, uh, but I assume um, we'll get it here soon. Uh, I'm so here, here's one. the question I have: like, I don't even know if he would necessarily be allowed to if he if he had to leave. Um, right, if he had to right, like if for, he wasn't there, like if he had to leave. Yeah, like, it's for I personal don't... reasons. He left, um, and you're right. If he came back, would he have to? I don't know how they're doing it over there. Each school is different, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. the answer to that. But Wills is probably. <laughs> I mean, play. I mean, Purdue had, had a Purdue had a po- Purdue had a positive test last night before the play. game, and they played. So, well, that's Big Ten. That's Big it's, Ten, it's, and, and it's crazy. But you know, they test every day. Their tests aren't as accurate. They're using the, uh, the PCRs, I guess, right? The PCRs, um, yep. so they're not as accurate. But they test every day, and. Let's see. My guess, again, just guessing, Purdue will have another positive here in three, four days. That'd just be my guess. Yep, and they're going to shut things down. So, Um, all right. I also really like UConn plus eight. I like Creighton. You like Creighton? Yeah. I I, I like UConn in this spot. I know they don't have James Booknight, but I think that they have the perimeter weapons to be able to, uh, to kind of like match up with like Creighton's whole thing is like, we're going to create mismatches. We're going to space the floor. We're going to do all of this stuff that makes it difficult for you to guard us. And I think that UConn has the athletes to be able to guard them. I think that they have the defenders to be able to uh, make like life difficult for Marcus Zagorowski. And honestly, like I just, 
I don't think that Creighton is as good as you think that they are. Um, I, I just I, I have very real questions about um, how well they're going to play, and UConn's going to have a significant advantage on the offensive glass. Uh, they're the best offensive rebounding team in the Big East. Um, they force they force the most turnovers in the Big East. So I'm um, um, right. I, re- I, re- I really like UConn in the spot. I think they're going to get enough extra possessions, and they're going to be able to uh, kind of match up with Creighton and make uh, make what Creighton does offensively difficult. Okay. Uh, all right. I got some other, and these are do what what you want with them. Okay. I, I have I have two more. I have two more that I, I that I'm I'm listing as like my picks for the day because I got a whole bunch for today. All right. uh, I have Missouri plus seven. Um, Jaden Springer. This is this is kind of with the caveat that Jaden Jaden Springer is out. Yep. Um, he missed the last game because of an ankle injury that he suffered. Uh, that he re-aggravated against Vanderbilt. Um, the two worst games that Tennessee has played this year were Alabama and uh, and Florida, and Jaden Springer was out of both those games. He's the guy that can create off the bounce and make shots uh, or create open shots for teammates. Like uh, he's really the only guy on the roster that can do that. Um, so keep an eye on Jaden Springer. Uh, but I do I do like Missouri, and even if he doesn't play, like Santiago Vescovi is dealing with the 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 little hip thing. Um, that you remember he like yeah. he landed. I think he landed awkwardly against Florida, yeah. and like. He was like shaking it out, and like I, I don't think that he's back to 100 percent yet. So um, I kind of like Missouri in this spot, especially if Jaden Springer doesn't play. And the other one is, and I'm curious your take on this is is Kentucky laying a point and a half. Um, I feel like eventually Kentucky's going to figure this thing out. And well, the good news is Brandon Boston was good last game, like, mm-hmm. and that's what we've we've said. Like they need to be LSU is so bad defensively that this this could be the perfect storm for Kentucky today where they're able to I don't even know what the over is but I'd be I'd be more apt to go with the over that that Kentucky's gonna although it's just so hard to go with the over with any Kentucky game right now it's the, the total yeah the total is 147 I wouldn't I wouldn't want to touch the over there yeah. um I just if you're telling me that the play is like fade LSU like I'm I'm in on that the only thing that concerns me is like the lines already moved two and a half points it opened uh at LSU minus one and I mean that's I don't know. You're losing yeah, a lot not, of value. I guess, but when you're talking you're talking that you're just saying like if Kentucky plays well, you know, if, if they play well and they get their confidence, I don't know if this is gonna be I mean, I yeah, maybe it will because Kentucky can't run away from anybody, but I don't mind giving the one and a half there. Uh if you feel good about Kentucky winning this game. The one and a half doesn't scare me at all. Um yeah, I it's so hard to, to honestly to figure both those teams right now. So I, I yeah. think that's that's it's one probably that, it's probably a st- it's probably a stay away from me. Yeah, um, but like I don't. A couple more. What about Kansas Oklahoma? Uh, you know, you know where I where I stand on Kansas. Anytime, you know, they're either getting points, which they open getting one. Now they're giving one. Um, you know, Oklahoma though. Listen, when I did the whole breakdown of biggest home road disparity. Oklahoma was number three over the last seven years. So they're great at home. They're shitty on the road in conference play. So that, that scares me a little bit. I just don't how, – how does Kansas lose this one? They're healthy. That's a good thing. Brady Manick's still kind of coming back from uh, from the injury that, that he had recently. Um, I don't know. I Listen, I still say I'm going to take Bill Self here. I'm going to ride with Bill Self and, and, and say he figures it out and, and my boy David McCormick. Yeah, so I 
I kind of like Bill Self here too. Um, the I just I don't think that Kansas is good enough. And 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 what I, the reason I say that is because if you go back and you watch what they did against Baylor, like they they had a really really good game plan and they executed it really really well, and they still got their asses kicked by Baylor. And Oklahoma is not as good as Baylor, but Oklahoma is still pretty good. Um, and they're playing at home. I, I just it's it's a stay away from me. I, I just I don't have a good enough feel on this Kansas team. Right. I don't want to bet against Bill Self, uh, but it's not. It's just no, nothing about that is comfortable. Uh, Wisconsin laying four and a half at home against Ohio State. Um, I I think I like the Badgers in this spot. Um, yeah, I do one thing. The one thing I am kind of concerned about is like Ohio State's ability to to pull people away from the basket, like EJ Liddell making jumpers. Um, but, you know, I, I felt that way against Purdue, and, and they still lost against Purdue because EJ wasn't making shots the way that he was before. And, you know, eventually uh, having two banged-up point guards, I think CJ Walker is going to try to play today, um, but yes. having two banged-up point guards is just like it's never, ever ideal. Right. Wisconsin at home, like it just I, – yeah. I, I feel like this is a spot to be on the Badgers. Only maybe four and a half. My, my favorite mid-major game, can I give it to you? Yes, you can. Sienna. It falls into a couple of, of 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 kind of boats for me. Number one is Sienna didn't cover. Uh, yes, didn't they? They lost to St. Peter's. Um, no, they yeah they lost to St. Peter's uh, yesterday last night. Sienna's the better team. St. Peter's had played. That was St. Peter's's first game uh, that it had played since. Well, they were on a pause since January second. Okay. They go out and they beat Sienna. Jalen Pickett, it was his first game back. Uh, he had missed a, a bunch of times, so he was a little bit rusty. Uh, they're, they're at Sienna again today. Sienna giving four. I love the Saints here. Love Sienna. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, it's the logic is right. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I really I'm like with it. Today. Like the logic it. is right. There's a few more of those. I'll just run through for people. I'm not saying I'm taking all these. I'm just going to say – that same logic, which is a, a team that in back-to-backs lost. Uh, hold on, hold on one sec, Jeff. Uh, I just want to answer. Patty Mack asked um, if we ever mess with teasers, and in college basketball, I never do no, uh, because you don't you don't get it like you don't get enough value in games that are um, as as high scoring as this. Like I don't think that you get enough value with it. The whole point of doing doing teasers in football is because when you go through when you tease through. Um, key numbers like three and seven, you can get uh, like that's where you that's where you gain the edge, right? Well, this you, is not as much of a disparity. That's all. You know? Well, it, there's there's no key numbers in college in, in basketball. Like the whole point of 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 in football of teasing is to go from like two and a half getting two and a half points to getting eight and a half points um, to be able to like go through uh, plus three and go through plus seven, which are key numbers, and that changes like the the winning percentage that you have. Yep. Um, if you're going to tease. In college basketball, make sure you are teasing games that have low totals. If you're teasing games with high totals, you don't have the value, right? You're losing if like if there's a game that's the totals 160 versus a game where the totals 120, um, you get uh, you get 25 percent more value if you're teasing like four points and yeah. the lower total games. So um, if you're going to do it, make sure you're teasing low total games. But I, I would never I would never recommend it. I would just go and do a couple like money line parlays on favorites or something like that. Like I I stay away from teasing. Um, in when it comes to uh, to things like that, um, one other thing that I, I do want to mention, Grant made a really good point. I forgot to mention it. Pitt minus two and a half at Wake Forest. I can't believe you didn't you didn't Whoa, on that one. I didn't see it. I honestly didn't see. it. Holy crap! That's it. Come on. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. Pitt minus two and a half at, at Wake Forest. Oh boy, I'm 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 in I'm in that one right now. Holy crap! Wow, I like that. I like that. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate the tip. Um, all right, couple more again of the uh, the teams that lost at home in back to backs yesterday that I kind of like Youngstown State, like them against UIC today. Robert Morris against Northern Kentucky, as I said, Sienna against St. Peter's, South Alabama against Georgia Southern, UC Riverside against Cal State Bakersfield, and Lipscomb against Florida Gulf Coast. Those are six I kind of picked out um, on that end. couple more things. Um, SIU Edwardsville, uh, I would fade them here. Belmont uh, favored by 17. SIU Edwardsville still coming back kind of from that pause. They played one game. Um, Delaware getting four, I like, against UNC Wilmington. Mississippi Valley State uh, getting 18 and a half uh, against Prairie View. Those are three I kind of like. And then a couple more, just a couple more here. Um, these are teams I'm, – I'm going against teams that, that have played. This is their third game in the last uh, five days, Okay. So Portland State going against Idaho State. Idaho State has played Monday, Thursday, and again today. Montana against Sacramento State. Uh, Northwestern against Penn State. Uh, Mercer against VMI. VMI played Monday, Wednesday, and again today. Furman against ETSU. I like Furman anyway, given four. ETSU playing its third game since Monday. Uh, Wofford given eight against Western Carolina. And uh, Loyola Marymount has played Tuesday, Thursday again today. Santa Clara is getting four against the fighting Stan Johnsons. So those are just some that, again, information for you guys. Uh, more than anything else, I'm not taking every single one of those. Um, I don't think, Rob. Should I? <laughs> if you want to. If you're feeling frisky today. All right. So I have – I'm going to go through every pick that I'm making today. All right. I have the Auburn money line um, following you on Oregon State plus eight and a half. I have Baylor minus eight, the Virginia Tech money line, Louisville minus three, Florida State laying six and a half, Virginia laying eight, Providence plus 11, Pitt minus 2.5, shout out to Grant, uh, UConn plus eight and a half, UCLA minus five, Wisconsin minus 4.5, and Missouri plus seven. Uh, I'm not going to put that one in until I get a little bit more information on the health of some of these guys. I mean, so far I got – I don't even remember what I freaking mean. These are the ones I know I like. Kansas, Pittsburgh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Joe M. Joe M. just said that you got to put in all these mid-major bets, so I think you got to do it. All of them? I mean, I'll put them. That's be a lower. It'll be a lower number than some of the other ones. At this point, you just got to you got to do it to say you did it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it to say you did it. I don't know if I put them all in bets, Burts. Though, man, like I risk my record getting really ugly today. Well, I don't know I mean, what to do with that. Well, like thirty on bet sports. It's it. You can't be any worse than I've 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 lost eleven straight bets, dude. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's it's know. almost it's almost not possible to be. That's ugly. All right, so Kansas, Kansas, Pitt, Minnesota, Providence, Oregon State, Georgia Tech, Siena. Those are ones I know I, I like. I like Furman in that group too. Um, I think those are the main ones right now. Uh, but again. Check my bet spurts, please, because I'm in the middle of a of a college counselor session right now, a like four hour deal that I had to step away from. Um, so I got to jump back on that. 
and throughout the day I'll be I'm kind of fighting from behind a little bit here so I'll be putting things in on bet spurts make sure you download the app if you haven't already uh, follow Rob and I on that if you haven't already and uh, that way you can follow all the information that I'm going to get throughout the day of some of the injury updates Scotty Lewis pr- unlikely to play if he plays he'll play a little bit Colin Castleton game time decision otherwise I would bet the farm on Florida um, because they are playing uh, your favorite team, the Georgia Bulldogs, Rob. Uh, My favorite team, huh? They stink. They're really yeah. bad. I'm, I'm, really I'm putting bad. all the all, all the bets in on bet spurts right now, so got to make sure I get all this stuff. Anything else in. we missed? Anything else we missed? Uh, I think that's it for the most part. Yeah, hey, last one before I let you go. You laying the 26 with the Zags tonight or no against Pacific? What are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from that. All right, you got to go a late game. So you go? Are you going Oregon State with me? I forget. Yeah, Oregon State's my late game. What about your other Pepperdine? How about Pepperdine getting eleven and a half against BYU? Kind of like that. Kessler uh, yeah. Edwards. Kessler Edwards had a huge game the other night. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like them to keep it within eleven and a half against BYU. So if, you, the, if you're looking for some is, late game action, late night action, that that might be your play. Pepperdine. The the only thing is, it's never going to feel comfortable. Fading Mark Pope against Lorenzo Romar. That's not uh, – right. can't imagine that's always profitable. So, um, all right. All right. Uh, we I got a great day. College hoops coming. Goodman, go uh, go I figure out a way to – Financial aid. Yeah, there you go, man. There you go. Hopefully hopefully she gets into a better school than you went to. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's a shot at the Arizona Wildcats. <laughs> all right. Later, guys.